Are you ready? I'm a lady. And welcome to Idol Days, the show about idol anime. I'm Star. And I'm Sarah. And we're back for round two. Part two on Star's there are even more boys. That's the subtitle. More, more ensembles, more stars, more lads. So many lads. So many boys. And I, I have once again um, just opened the ensemble stars wiki page, like the characters page, just to keep track of all of them. Oof. And there's some boys in here who are not even in the anime. And I'm like, this Uh-oh. is too many. <laughs> Yeah. So many boys. There's so many boys. Just like Cinderella Girls, there are a lot of boys. It's based off a mobile game, and they try to cram in as many boys as they can. I'm looking at this one. He's got shark teeth. He's not in the Amine. Oh, it's because he's in the ocean. He's (laughs) You can't see him because he's in the ocean. He's got shark teeth. Look, Look at this guy. He's got, like, purple hair and in this little, like, promo pic. His mouth's open, and he's just got the shark teeth. Oh, it's Shark Boy. He's a shark boy. Oh, how exciting. All these boys, we still have no idea. <laughs> I don't know who he is, but he's a shark. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're back. We're back. Once more for <laughs> the boys. With the boys. So, um, we could go through and rename the characters that we, we could but we won't <laughs> <laughs> however um maybe we can mention the groups the, the units yeah honestly i think that would be better because i feel like the groups are going to be a lot easier to remember than every single fucking member <laughs> and like like the trick star boys are our most important boys but god even they barely get any scream time no. in this season did you notice that oh yeah no they needed more time to put in all the boys sarah trick star was barely in the second yep. season <laughs> only at the end i'm just watching it it's like okay well this episode is about this other group of boys and this episode is about this other group of boys like trick stars here but they're not really relevant it's like Where'd they go? Where are our main characters? So I guess to, to lead in, our first group is Trickstar. Mm-hmm. There's four yes. of them, and they are mm-hmm. the main group and probably the least gimmicky group. Yeah, they're just their their group gimmick is the main character. <laughs> yes. If you want to know more about each of the boys, um, I'll we can run down them by name just real quick. Yes. We'll say the the Trickstar ones are are kind of main boys. Yeah, our, our pseudo main. So we have Subaru, golden retriever leader character. Then there's Hokuto. Uh, he's the blue one. Uh-huh. We have Makoto, who is blonde and glasses, and I guess he's shy. I don't know. Not really. And then we have Mao, who is like this kind of uh, pinkish purple color and he is in the student council and also relatively unplaceable personality wise. Yeah. <laughs> I like I I said in the last episode I wonder if we're going to get more of him and we do because he's the one who has the main character am I good enough to be an Idaru breakdown halfway through the season. Yeah, I got that. And it gets that. resolved off-screen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ensemble <Anyway>. stars. <laughs> Ensemble stars. <laughs> So other groups that came up last season, there's Fine. They're apparently mm-hmm. the best group in the entire school. They're all the like... The most powerful Idarus in the school. They're like pastel fancy angel lads. 
Yeah, they're they're like very very fancy. So fine is fancy lads. Just remember the mm -hmm. f alliteration. Fine, fancy. Mm -hmm. We have um, Ryusetai who shows up occasionally. They're like a superhero group. You don't really have to remember them. Uh, there's rabbits. They're my children. <laughs> you don't have to remember them either. I'm sorry, Sarah. No, but they're my children. Akatsuki's not really in this season. Knights is in this season, but I don't care about them. Uh, there's Undead, which is led by a vampire guy. <laughs> uh, I, I care about him, but just a little bit. <laughs> uh, there's also Valkyrie, which is like... We... I was not expecting them to have drama this season, no. but they did. They're like uh, <laughs> steampunk goths. Victorian more than steampunk. Yes. There's Twink, which I, I mean, they don't do anything, but also <laughs> just that's they're what there. they're called. Yep. <laughs> yep. We'll refer to them as the Twinks for the entire show, probably. Um, There's also, like, a group that didn't come up last season and barely comes up comes up this season. It's Switch. The only important thing is one character has backstory with uh, student council president boy. With 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 Aichi, the leader of Fina and the student council. He's... Um, Aichi is basically mansplain, manipulate, <laughs> not cute enough to be a male wife. No. no. Um, but yeah, and then everybody in Switch has like random little colored highlights in their hair. But That's their gimmick. Those are just the groups because the most important character oh, God. <laughs> in our entire anime is, of course, our self-insert Anzu. She did everything and she's the reason why they succeeded last season, apparently. Uh, I'm still mad about that. Although, okay, so there's some stuff I liked better in the second season, and there's some stuff that I didn't like more in the second season. And one of the things that I liked more in the second season is that Anzu actually got to be, like, a little bit more of a character. Mm -hmm. She does and I'm stuff. Like, she's fi they finally let her do some producing <laughs> things. I'm so proud of her, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, they give her, like, way too much credit at the end of the season, being like, it's all thanks to you, Anzu, but this time it was actually somewhat believable. Yeah, at least, at least she did something. It's season. like 10 per, like last season, 0% believable that she mm -hmm. accomplished anything to help these boys aside from like getting their costumes put together. Um, this season, it's like 20% she actually did some stuff and she actually <laughs> got to do some producing. It got to, it's like when they thanked her at the end of the season, I actually believed it this time, yeah, which was yeah. good. <laughs> yes. She's still not very there. Well, why don't we get into what mm -hmm. we have <laughs> mm -hmm. so first <laughs> off we get the new op It's very cute. It, it, it's, it definitely has, like, the season two vibe of, mm -hmm. like, okay, it's a little bit less happy-go-lucky than the first one. It's like, okay, season two, drama, slightly more, mm -hmm. slightly more dramatic. And you start Hush seeing off. some mysterious boys in the OP, and you're like, I wonder when you'll come up. <laughs> it's pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess we should go ahead and mention there will be more characters this season who actually are important, but we have not introduced them yet because they don't show up for the first few episodes. And some characters that won't be important, but they also show up this season. 
That's 90% of the cast, Sarah. You can't just say that. <laughs> we get more. Listen, no, Sarah, I'm so mad. If we can take, like, a very brief aside, I'll talk, like... Are you talking about Mom? Yeah. <laughs> Sarah's new favorite boy. He's my new favorite boy. I do not give a shit about him in this anime. <laughs> but they took the time to introduce him, and he's in, like, exactly three scenes in the mm -hmm. entire show. He's so cute. I don't care about him. He's my third favorite character. He shouldn't have been in the anime. <laughs> God damn it, he's cute. He's got like a little ponytail that's just hidden back there underneath his dumb hat. I love him. <laughs> Fuck. He looks like he looks like the evil or no, he cause cause uh cause God, what's his name? Child Genshin Impact is the evil twin of this guy. Mm -hmm, this exactly. guy's the wholesome twin. <laughs> he's the good one. <laughs> he just pops in occasionally. He's got a really cool outfit. I like him, but he's not important. I don't know why he was in the anime. <laughs> just just to make you fall in love with him, Star. God damn you, mobile game advertisement. <laughs> yep, it's uh. an expensive mobile game advertisement. Ensemble I'm Star's anime. I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm so mad. There's too many boys. Like, I, I kept thinking throughout this show, like, I kept, especially for the second season, I kept comparing it to, like, some of the other shows we've watched that have, like, these massive casts and how they handled it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this show would have benefited so much from taking a more Idolmaster side-em approach, mm -hmm. where, like, we see them as cameos for, like, a hot second. Yeah. And then they're gone and they don't take up screen time with their quirks and their backstory that we don't care about as soon as they're, like, as soon as they're finished telling their backstory, we stop caring because they never come up again. And I'm like, you're wasting screen time that we could have given to, like, an actual plot. And I know, I know, I know that the anime is an advertisement for the mobile game, but it just makes me so angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, let's get into the first episode where we talk about a group that will be relevant once. Only for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> so basically, Ryu Seitai, the... Super Sentai group. Uh, yeah. They have a like concert thing coming up, and mm -hmm. they want to go more Super Sentai. But then like Hie's like, but you gotta be idols. You gotta be idols too. And so like this was the first time that Anzu actually gets to be a character because like the leader of the Ryu Sentai boys is like, hey Anzu, you're in the production course, right? Help me out. Help us get this proposal approved. And so she writes them, like, a whole plot. Yep. And then they, they do, like, a whole Super Sentai show, and it's cute. Yeah, and um, their their idol song is also very, like, Super Sentai main theme. So there is a little insert shot over the performance. Yeah, it's pretty cute. <laughs> like, it's cute. I don't care about these boys. Yeah. After, like, because after this episode, they're never relevant again. No, at most, they're like, a word of encouragement, and that's it. Yeah, like, they pop in to just take up screen time, 
and then they leave without adding or subtracting anything of value. Yes. I guess I guess they'd be subtracting value because we don't get narrative from the main boys. Mm-hmm. The ones who are supposed to be driving the narrative forward. I'm just we're already starting off this episode with a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah. Just so everyone's aware who hasn't seen Ensemble Stars second season, um, that's the episode. Yeah, no, that's the entire that's episode. That's the whole summary. I had, I had like five bullet points for this entire thing. One of them is just the OP. Yep. It's just, yeah. That's it. That's that's it. That's our that, intro that's to core episode. number two. Yeah, that's like our intro to the second half. And like, because season one ended with our, our main Trickstar boys being like, oh boy, we won this contest by a technicality and now we're going to represent our school in this big huge idol contest wonder how we're gonna start the next season focusing entirely on a group of unrelated characters yep Oy. um so yeah that's the first episode Risetai exists and puts on an idol show in the middle of their super sentai thing and Aichi approves it good job mm-hmm. Anzu yeah, like, there is some cute animation yeah. in the little sentai show bit but like, I just kept thinking like I like as I was watching the episode, we're gonna meet these characters and then we will never talk about them again mm-hmm. after this episode, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Cause like, okay, if I can bring it back to Sidem for a moment, um, like for the main, they had a big main cast too. They had like the twelve, twelve mm-hmm. ish. I think it was twelve. I don't remember. Anyway, um, they had like twelve ish main characters. And so, like, they only had 12 episodes, but the idea was each unit, like, got their own little episode, but then they all kind of came together at the end, and we, like, by that time, you know a decent amount about each of the characters, and then we still care about them at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Ensemble Stars is they just throw all these boys in a blender, and whether or not they survive to the end of the show (laughs) is completely random. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you wanted to just make it the Trickstar and Eden show, Eden is one of those groups that will come up later, um, then you could have done that. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's like, random episode about a group we're only going to care about for this episode. Random episode about a group we're only going to care about for this episode. Here's some plot. Random episode with a group that we're only going to care about for this episode. I'm just, ah. Yeah. The pacing of this season was less, it felt less fast, but at the same time, it felt like the tone was all over the fucking place. Yeah, it kind of felt, which, again, I know it's based off a mobile game, and they probably took it plot point by plot point, but it felt Mm. like a bunch of filler, for lack of better words. It did! There was so much filler in this season! Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, they stuck in the filler, and then they had to rush through the actual, like, important plot stuff because we gotta leave room for all this filler episodes. Mm -hmm. And I'm... I'm Sarah. I know. (laughs) Sarah. Sarah, console me about the show. It's okay, Star. I'm just so mad because I wanted... You heard us in our anniversary episode, dear listener. Mm -hmm. We wanted to like this show so bad. And it keeps... I keep getting betrayed by shows that I wanted to like, and then they're bad. I understand. And the worst part (laughs) is the boys are really cute and the music's good, so I'll probably still play the... The boys are really cute and the music's really good. I'll probably still play the mobile game, so it worked. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I... 
I feel like we should do a retrospective after the English version of the mobile game comes out and we have a couple months to like dig through the story a little bit. We should do a retrospective episode where you just tell me about how much better the story is in the mobile or game. Or I can completely rewrite Ensemble Stars and it'll only <gasps> be about rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> That's the caveat. <laughs> That's the caveat. It's like, I would love to do like a full rewrite. Like I feel like at some point, what like we should have our audience vote if you would have us completely rewrite a show from the ground up Ooh. as like an episode that would be a fun episode if like we didn't have time to watch a full show just do a retrospective on here's how we would rewrite it mm -hmm. and just talk about that i would absolutely love to do one for ensemble stars because like i said last time the bones are there and the, the bones. bones are good mm -hmm. but you're not letting us sit with them you're not letting us enjoy the bones you're putting them in a food processor and throwing <laughs> sand in our eyes <laughs> so episode two you want to go star? episode two yeah sure so he our our student council president mansplain manipulate blonde boy um, shows up, but he's like, hey, Anzu, you're a producer. You want to do more producing? Um, plan a next our next, like, idol festival. Yep, and basically, and Anzu just goes around and asks all the idol groups, what would you want your ideal idol festival to be? Yeah, and, like, it's there was literally a moment, like, towards the start of the episode where she's, like, running or Like, they do the same reaction, like, three different times, I think, where, where like, Anzu's like, hey, I'm in charge of planning. And then there's, like, the dramatic far pan zoom out as the characters go, what? <laughs> and then they go talk to the next group, and she's like, yeah, I'm in charge of planning the next Dream Fest. What? And it's like, they're it all surprised that she hasn't done producing either. <laughs> but Sarah, they do it, like, three times <laughs> within the span of five minutes. And I'm like, okay, they have one joke. Yep, that's it. <laughs> they have one joke. But yeah, so she's in charge of playing the next Dream Fest. She goes around, she talks to, like, all these different boys. Um, we get a couple of, like, performances um, with, like, the Magic Boys group Switch. Mm -hmm. Um, we get some drama about them, about how Switch got together. We will not care about any of these characters after this episode. No, but just like uh, last season, when we did talk about, uh, the one guy from Switch meeting the other guy from Switch, they talk about their backstory a lot and for, for a long so time. Long. <laughs> for Again. so long. For so long talking about their drama. It's like, I feel like somehow, like, the... Somebody who worked on the show is like, I don't care about Trickstar. I only care about this one ship from Switch. So let me stick it in there. <laughs> these are these are their like someone on the writing team. This is these were their best boys, <laughs> and <laughs> and it's so easy to tell because they get so much screen time. But we do not care about because them. they don't do anything but talk about their own history. Anything. Except talk about their feelings and their backstories and then we don't care after this episode. Nope. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yep. Um It's a mobile game, bad adaptation. <laughs> so bad adaptation. In the end, uh it kind of just becomes a whole uh groups don't like losing when they do idol festivals and not being able to mm -hmm. reform anymore. So yeah. Anzu's uh, proposal is they're going to have a Tanabata festival. So they're mm -hmm. going to be writing their wishes on pieces of paper, and that's how the votes come in. But the big mm -hmm. change is that if someone loses, they apparently have a chance to go back on stage and fight again, which is cool <laughs> if they actually did that. Yeah, no, <laughs> we don't see that. 
bad adaptation. <laughs> but it like, sounds they great. keep including the game mechanics in the anime. <laughs> and I'm like, we're not playing a mo- I just want to shake the mobile game. I just want to grab this anime by the coattails and just shake it until all of the game mechanics fall out and be like, <laughs> okay, now you, you're presentable. Now you're an anime. Go be an anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, like, the next episode is the Tanabata Festival. Mm-hmm. And, like, the new the groups get new outfits that are kind of, like, Japanese-y, like, themed. And it's cute. And, like, I remember celebrating Tanabata um, when I actually lived over there. It's a fun little holiday. It's in, like, I think it's July 9th is the day. I can't remember. It's in July. It's in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cute. You, like, tie your wishes to bamboo trees. And it's real sweet. And so, like, you see some of them, like, doing this. But it like the concert they have cute outfits and that's the only important part of this episode yeah there was some sub drama about like last season remember valkyrie the one guy like disappeared forever oh yeah valkyrie shows up at this point because they and in the last episode they were like valkyrie's on permanent hiatus and then in this season they're like valkyrie is not on hiatus we lied i guess because here they are <laughs> they're yeah, still here i guess he it's kind of implied that he shows up to protect the rabbits boy who used to be in his group from like mm. Fine like out idling them which is like kind of like it's it's like so the equivalent of being banished to the shadow realm but if you're an idol yeah but like not even that because like they they just are sad for like a couple minutes and then they're done yep it's not like they get expelled from the school if they lose too many times <laughs> they're fine they're just ba- they're just babies they are just babies they're just babies and what's losing gonna do hurt their feelings yeah probably but listen sometimes you gotta suck before you get good They'll get good. <laughs> They'll be fine. You can't... Ba- they're making this Valkyrie guy into a helicopter parrot <laughs> for a child that he threw out of the unit. Um, but so... Anyway. I guess also at the end, there's like a face-off between Valkyrie and Fine. Um, mm-hmm. We don't get to see it. We don't it. really see it. <laughs> we see the Valkyrie performance and the song is good, but we don't get... To, like, we just cut to the end and the results have already been announced. We just cut straight to the part where... Th- the Valkyrie boy is sad about losing. Yep. And he goes to talk to the chlorinated boy. (laughs) (laughs) Idol of the fountain. What is your wisdom? Idol of the fountain. What is your wish? I wish that we didn't lose. Uh, Can't do that, bud. Sorry. Yeah. And there's also a scene with Eichi and Hibiki, uh, like, being, like, not straight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of that this so season. I realize I never mentioned, and I should have mentioned this last episode. Star, uh-huh. you watched the entire thing in English, right? Yes. Um, is Hibiki Watari one of your favorite characters still? What are you about to say to me? Something that'll make you love him even more. Whose voice actor does he have? Nagi Idolish Seven, same no accent. Sa- way! Same accent. <laughs> Oh, you are kidding me. Is it this Wait, is it the same guy? Same guy, same accent. <gasps> I knew I liked him for a reason aside from him being a total fucking weeb. So <laughs> Yes, I, I should have mentioned this oh, last season. No. I forgot you didn't watch it in Japanese. Same voice actor, but he's doing the same voice and it's incredible. Oh. That's so good, though. Yeah, That's it's so perfect. extremely good, though. Don't <laughs> stop making me want to watch more ensemble stars. 
such a fucking loser, and I and I love him. Yeah, he's wonderful. because <laughs> he's he's actually he's one of those characters who like so 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 for for those who are trying to envision this, who maybe have not seen Ensemble Stars, Hibiki is like he's got like this long like gradient hair. Um, it's like silver at the top, but it fades to like kind of a tealy blue, and he just pops up. He just literally shows up just whenever he feels like it. Like he'll just be, "Hello, and now I'm here, and I'm the king of the theater club, and I'm I'm dramatic, and I have a funny voice. Let's go." Yeah, I just he's, he's so dumb, and I love him. It makes sense uh. that he would be in the Mario Love Live family, extended family. Yeah, <laughs> definitely similar vibes. <laughs> He's like their weird cousin who's like not a foreigner. <laughs> like Nagi, Idolish Seven, and Mari Love Live. Yep. They're all related. <laughs> Siblings. He's like, he's not blonde, so he's not part of the foreigner family, mm-hmm. but God, I love him. He's, <laughs> he's weird. And I just, I just want to look at him. He's like a weird piece in an art museum. He's like, I don't get it, but it's fun to look at. That's Hibiki. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's just there, and he just pops up, and he's got this cute face, and he's got, like, a little side bun, and I'm like, hello, he's here! And he says hello back in Nagi Idol's 7 voice. Oh, hello, pretty it. lady. Oh, god damn it! Now, I, I'm just gonna look up clips on YouTube. I, <laughs> someone has it. uploaded a super cut of just every moment he pops up, and I'm gonna go watch that and just fill my life with joy. Anyway, didn't like the show. Love this guy. <laughs> Love this fucking guy. Look at him. <laughs> Moving on. Next episode. <laughs> yep, we're already on episode four. This one's gonna go fast because just god <laughs> there's not much that there, it's very it's filler it's mostly filler it's filler i mean we talked so much in our last episode i think we deserve a break <laughs> and we can just squish we, we're gonna squish all the inserts out of this cream puff and just munch on it afterwards that being said epi- the next episode does have some of our plot in it wow this is the first plot we've had the entire season in episode four <laughs> Before we get into it, um, so it, it's summer break, but there's a line that I wanted to discuss with you, Sarah, mm-hmm. because I was genuinely confused and I wanted your opinion. Okay. So so we're introduced to the fact that it's summer break now. Um, and the, uh, the, I, the OnStars boys, the Trickstar boys, there's a line in here about how the revolution was a success. Mm-hmm. What did the, I, like, I was, like, I was seriously, I paused the episode and I legitimately sat here and thought about it. What was the point of the revolution and what did it accomplish and how did they know it's a success? So, my only guess on what the revolution was, was last season, like, the student council would come in and shut down all, like, the low-level B1 concerts. Mm-hmm. But all the low-level boys were complaining because that's, like, the only way they could rank up but there was also no, like, allowed concerts, and also the low-level boys couldn't participate in the higher-level concerts. So my only guess is that the revolution just means that the boys who aren't, like, S-tier can compete in the big concerts. I guess, but they don't do a very good job no. of explaining <laughs> that, because, like, I I was, like, legitimately confused yep. <laughs> about the point of the... They, they bring it up several times in these early episodes, like... The revolution was a success, and everyone seems much more motivated. I'm like, what did you actually do? Well, have you seen the principal of the school around? It's, the answer is no, because Hokuto shot him. 
revolution. <laughs> French revolution. Viva la revolution. Kicks the principal. Well, Sarah, let's be honest. We never saw the principal. No, stone. no. He doesn't exist. Hokuto committed... Um, committed murder and that's the revolution that's why he wasn't there for like a couple of concert scenes he was busy committing crimes yep exactly (laughs) that's the revolution (laughs) exactly rise up against idolism (laughs) let's fight uh so over summer break though it's not really break because all the idols still have things to do (laughs) very specifically our trickster boys still have work uh because they're preparing for ss and they are going to have some rival idols who are also competing in SS come visit their school and they're going to have a joint concert together. Yep. And the new, okay, so this is kind of confusing. So just sit with us for a second here. So it's a group of four boys that have two subunits of two boys each. Mm-hmm. The subunits are Eve and Adam. And when they combine forces, they are called Eden. Yes. So just just keep in mind the biblical references here. <laughs> and the subunit that is coming to visit them for their their school's summer festival is Eve. Yes. So it's two boys. Um, so one of them is uh, June. He <laughs> has purple hair. Uh, he's Angie, but not like always Angie. He's just kind of grumpy. He's got wrestling bitch face. I yeah, think. I think that's definitely it. He has like I think he has little fangies, doesn't he? Uh, maybe. I don't remember. But he, um, like, so, so kind of the opening of the episode, uh, the trickster boys are like, we can't wait to go meet with them. And, um, Makoto specifically, like, had done some preliminary research and Mm -hmm. he stumbles upon. He wears wears glasses, so he's the smart one. He's the smart one. And he and Anzu's there too, I guess, uh, stumble Mm -hmm. upon June in the arcade. Uh, and then they hit it off and become best bros. Yeah, they're like intimidated by um, June at first, and he's like, "Oh, actually, I'm I'm not actually a man, bitch. Um, I want to be your buddy because we bonded over video games. Let's go." Yeah, so they become besties, basically. Yeah, <laughs> like they're not like super duper close or anything, mm-hmm. but they 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 get along during yes. this episode and in future episodes, and it's kind of cute. But they're still rivals. Um, and the other idol from Eve is Hiori, and his backstory is that he was one of the original members of Fine, mm-hmm. like in the before when all the, the before times, <laughs> all the flashbacks from last season happened. He was in Fine. Yeah, I don't remember seeing him there, but I'll take your word for it, anime, because I'm not going to go back and rewatch those episodes. <laughs> uh, but now he's at the new school, and he's like, whatever, no, you know. Just water off my back, doesn't matter, Fine, whatever. I'm in Eve now mm-hmm. and I'm doing great. Yeah, he's like he's like blonde and he looks way too much like a chief student council president. Mm-hmm. They have extremely similar hair, except he's like Hiori is slightly greener. Yes. He went swimming in chlorinated pool and didn't wash his hair afterwards. So he's got a little bit of a green tint to it. Uh, and he has a little bit of like a superiority complex, but not necessarily mm-hmm. in an evil way, just in the oh, I'm better than you way. He would have an Ojo Sama laugh if he was a girl character. Exactly. Yeah. He's the what's the what's the Japanese word for prince that we can sub in? OG. Or wait, hold on. O- o- OG, I think is it. Yeah. Yeah. OG Sama. He's just kind of like, <laughs> I'm cool <laughs> and I'm great and I'm f- 
I'm Hiyori and I'm cool. Look at me go. I was in Fine, but fuck Fine. I'm I'm in I'm an Eve now. I'm a fancy lad. Mm-hmm. I eat bread. That's my gimmick. Let's go. <laughs> so all the boys basically start training together. Uh, a lot of like Hiori is just like, oh, Trickstar, we're way better than you. I don't want to have to like go down to your level and do your lame song. So you guys got to come up to ours. Yeah. It's like, you guys sing our song. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like a side plot. <laughs> Why was there a fucking side plot? Um, there was a side plot because it was just, it was for Sarah's fan service, but it didn't need to be here. That would be something I'd be happy to just enjoy in a video game because it was just... No, exactly. <laughs> like, the same thing with me and this, uh, what's his actual Master name? Master of Masters uh, from Kingdom Hearts. Sarah, no. <laughs> He's the Master of Masters. It's mom. Um, Mikijima is Mama. his actual name. It's like, but yeah, no, that's that's the exact same thing. It's like, I like you. You didn't need to be here. Yep. <laughs> I guess the only kind of point from the subplot is that Anzu is not dedicating her whole twenty-four hour waking day to Trickstar. I guess. And and the boys suffer for it, except they kind of don't. No, nothing happens. But yeah, there's like a side plot and the the rabbits boys and the twinks um they combine like they're the combined forces and they're doing another like little um theme park concert and they do like a dance off and we keep switching back to them and I'm just like are these two plots going to come together at some point? The answer is no. No, they do not. <laughs> uh so the next episode kind of picks up where the previous one left off. Uh so we're still in plot um there's like a weird like side like a side where june from eve like yeah why was this there (laughs) another thing of why is this there (laughs) apparently he has some sort of backstory with like the school nurse yeah like his dad used to be rivals with the now school nurse ex-idol and he like goes into his office and bitches him out for a few minutes that'll never come up again except like for a a five second thing in the last episode that does not matter why was this in the anime no it doesn't make any sense there's um, just so much extraneous fluff mm-hmm. there is just so much fluff it's like it's like if you go to a restaurant and you order like a beef bowl at like an asian restaurant and it gives you like a plate with one piece of beef and just a stack of rice yep and it's like, yeah, it's a meal. It'll fill you up. But God, at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's like also a point where they're training and Makoto's like something suspicious is going on and he starts researching. Mm-hmm. It, he didn't, did he do much research in the first season or is this a new character trait for this season? It might be a new character trait. He got kidnapped I, last season. That's all I remember that happened. He did, and we never talk about <laughs> no. it again. <laughs> no, no charges were pressed. No charge. Well, I mean, like, I can't blame him for not pressing charges. Like, this is a person who used to be his friend, did tie him up at school. <laughs> but, like, later on, that character, like, we'll come back to this later, but later on, he's, like, hanging out with that character, and we're just going to pretend like this never happened. Yeah. It's just, uh, you're just piling on more rice on my plate. Yep. You just keep, I like, 
I, you're, I, it, it's like how when you go, I'm keep making a food metaphors because I'm hungry, but <laughs> <laughs> I haven't eaten much today. But like it's, um, you go to like the the restaurant, like the Italian restaurants, and they ask you if you want like the freshly grated cheese, and you're like, yes, I would love the freshly grated cheese. The freshly grated cheese in this metaphor is like the side character fluff. Mm-hmm. So imagine you get like a nice bowl of pasta and you're like, yay, an anime with plot. It's pasta, but it's an anime with like good characters and good plot and solid like narrative and like good character growth and it's good. And then your waiter comes over and was like, would you like some cheese? Some some like additional characters is just like a nice little garnish. And you're like, yeah, sure, I'll take some of that. And he starts grating the cheese over your pasta and the cheese just starts piling up and you're like, okay, that's enough cheese. But he just stares you dead in the eye and continues giving you more cheese. See, sorry, this is a bad (laughs) metaphor because I feel like most people would actually want all of that cheese. But it's like, like, I would love this cheese in my mobile game, but I can't even see my pasta anymore. I can't see the pasta and the waiter is still grinding the cheese on top of my pasta. It's like, stop. And at some point, he runs out of cheese and he goes back into the kitchen and gets more cheese and i'm just like stop with the fucking again cheese! start again start my wife would want all that cheese imagine that you're lactose intolerant <laughs> but she would not want the filler episodes <laughs> i mean i like i could have just kept with the beef bowl thing but typically they do not ask if you want more rice in your beef bowl so i had to switch up my food metaphor <laughs> we'll find another food metaphor that is uh less appetizing than cheese she it's just like stares you dead in the eye and just continues with the cheese and it's like a pile of cheese you can't there it, it you're still not doesn't even sound sure that bad to me star underneath we need, a, we need a less appetizing metaphor is what i'm saying okay well, what would you suggest then okay okay G- give me your best shot show me what you got sarah if you're gonna criticize my cheese metaphor well, for here, character filler well how about this how about this is mm-hmm. you are getting some water and you're really thirsty and you're like i want some water and they're like would you like ice and you're like yeah i would love some ice see this doesn't work because my mom specifically (laughs) instructs me whenever we go to a restaurant that has like serve yourself drinks she's like fill that entire fucking cup with ice and then put water in it what is your mom (laughs) she likes to chew on it i guess i don't know she's like i want to be hydrated (laughs) she cropped listen i give her shit about it every time we go out to eat together i'm like you understand that you're getting less drink when you do that right and she's like, but I like the ice. And I'm like, adding more ice will not make it more cold. It's just going to give you less drink. And she's like, crumch, though. Here, 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 I got one. I got one. I got one. Okay, okay, okay. okay Show okay. me what you got. You're making soup. And it says okay. in the recipe to season the soup with a little bit of salt. And you could just put okay. a little bit of salt in and it'll make it nice yes, and tasty. Yes, this is perfect. This is perfect. <laughs> but instead, you just point, dump the salt in. You just dump the salt in, and at some point you're drinking the ocean. Because, And this actually works because, um, did you know, Sarah, you don't actually have to keep salt in a closed container. Oh. There's nothing stopping you. Like, like my dad usually just, like, has a bowl of salt on the counter at all times, like, near the mm-hmm. stove when he's cooking. And that's because, like, you're, nothing's going to try and nest in an environment of pure salt because nothing can live in mm, pure salt. Metaphor. This is actually a good metaphor. You've done it. You've cracked it. We can save our cheese and ice for happier times. <laughs> we just spent a long time talking about food metaphors. Maybe we should just switch the topic of our podcast to just talking about food. 
Sorry, I think maybe you should get a snack after we're done recording is the bigger thing. <laughs> Moral of the story, eat before the podcast. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so Makoto does research. I think that's where we were. Uh, yeah. And it's revealed later that he found out that Eve was basically using this as an opportunity to promote themselves and not mention Trickstar at all. Because I guess Eve has a new mobile game that came out. And they were promoting <laughs> the, Eve the concert game. with the mobile game, I guess. Yeah, they basically end up teaching, like, they end up treating Trickstar like backup dancers during mm-hmm. this concert and, like, don't mention them at all. It's not a, hey, we're doing a collaboration with Trickstar, this other idol unit. It's like, hey, we are promoting our thing. Don't look at them. Look at us. Yes. Um, and they're all expecting it to be, like, after this happens, Trickstar is going to lose heart and we'll just crush them even more at SS. But unfortunately for them, Trickstar are the goodest boys and <laughs> nothing can get these boys down. Except for murder accusations, but that's later in the episode. And it's not Hokuto. No one will find out what Hokuto did. <laughs> no, Hokuto's going to take that shit to his grave. <laughs> But yeah, um, in case you were you were thinking about not finishing this episode, we're gonna have some murder accusations come up later, so you gotta wait for that shit. Tasty wade morsel. through all this pasta and ice and salt. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Hie's like, "Yep, I approve. Good thing you we dropped out, and you guys are going to SS. Good job." Yep, because we would have been sad about losing to them, but you guys, you're you're the goodest boys, so you clearly deserve the title of main characters, and they're like, yeah. And then, in the end, uh, they send off Eve, like, to go back to their school or whatever, and they all seem- Be gone, motherfuckers! (laughs) But they all seem like they're in relatively good terms, they're like- how could you be so nice to us after what we did? And they're like, because we're main characters. Because basically. we're the main characters and we're the good boys. <laughs> blink, blink. Like, like Hiori, like Hiori's a little bitch, but like, yeah. um, what's his name? Purple June. guy June. He's fun. I like yeah, him. He's like the only him. redeemable character in this group. Yeah, I like him. We could ship him in Makoto. That one's allowed. Um, that that's acceptable. It's better than the other possible Makoto <laughs> ship, which will which involves kidnapping. Yeah, and we'll get to later. Um, and then we're back in filler. We're back in the salt. We're back in the cheese. We're back in the rice. It's time for an episode about a unit that we only care about for one episode. It's time to talk about knights. So this is the group that did kidnap Makoto last time. Yeah, well, it's not the whole group. It's just the one guy. Yeah, the one guy did. But basically, uh, they were four members. One of them is a first year, so he's new. And he wasn't around with all the stuff that happened the previous year. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, their king returns, which is their fifth member and their leader. Mm-hmm. And his name is Leo, and he has the new guy and the returning leader look way too similar. Mm-hmm. Like, one of them has red hair and one of them has orange hair. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you guys look too similar. You need to knock it off. Yep. You could have gone with any other hair color. Um, but new boy is like completely thrown off by this. He's kind of like, Hey, rest of the group. Why aren't we like talking to Leo about like why he left and abandoned us? But everyone else is like, Oh yeah, he's here. He's a genius composer. We will not question anything he does. And then Leo's just like, Hey, um, I'm going to fight all y'all. And if I win, you guys are going to disband nights, which is like, what the fuck? Yep. So they have a concert 
where Leo grabs some other random people, including Aichi, who's apparently... Yeah, he's just there. Okay with he that. He doesn't look good in black. <laughs> and they have, like, one-on-one idol-offs, basically. Yeah, like, they take the time to explain the game mechanics. Yeah, they take a Again, long time to explain the game mechanics. Didn't, didn't shake it out good enough, and so now we've got game mechanics in our anime. Um... But in the end, it is red boy versus orangish, reddish hair boy. Uh, and they don't even fight. They just talk on stage for a while, and they agree to just call the whole thing off. <laughs> yep. The end. And the end. <laughs> It's like, Jesus Christ, what was the point? Anyways, we're back to main plot. <laughs> back to main plot, episode seven. We're blazing through this. This <laughs> might end up being one of our shortest episodes yet. <laughs> we'll see. We have to get to the um, the murder. That's true. The murder. <laughs> the murder most foul. <laughs> Stick around. Don't touch that dial. We will be talking about murder later in the episode. It's not going to be some dumb shit that we just bring up for funsies. There is actual murder in this show. <laughs> so uh, now Trickstar is on tour because they want to get more experience. And where mm-hmm. better to go on tour than one of the other idol rival idol academies, which is the host of the subunit, Adam. Yeah, and, like, so these guys are, like, the other half of Eden. They're, like, the twin subunit to Eve. We've already met the Eve guys, so now we're meeting the Adam guys, and they're fancy boys. Uh, The school itself is, like, it's huge, but, you know, their school's huge, too. But the weird thing about it is it's, like, completely quiet, and they're like, we Mm -hmm. don't see any students. And you kind of find out that the structure of this school is, like, really fucked up. Yeah, no, it's like, (laughs) if capitalism was a school, basically. Which is the the top performers of the school, the honor students, they're treated basically like kings. They can do whatever they want. They get, like, all the space, like, personalized Mm -hmm. rooms or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then everyone and then else if you're is the not slave. An honor student, yeah, no, if you're not an honor student, you're just fucking shit to the rest of the school. And, like, they just pretend like you don't fucking exist at all. Or if you do exist, uh, you have to do whatever they say, no questions asked. It is very... Like, they actually use the word slaves. Yeah, it's fucked. It's not a school. It's bad. <laughs> it's very bad. It's bad is what it is. Um, And at the top of the hierarchy is... Adam. So the two, yeah. two guys and Adam. Yeah. What what did you think? Well, well, let's introduce these two first. Yeah, sure. So the first one is Ibarra. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like a military leader. Yeah. <laughs> he speaks no, very he, he... formally and commands a lot. Would you like to know an interesting fact, Sarah? Sure. I haven't looked it up. But I am, like, 99% sure he has the same voice actor in the English dub as Lelouch v. Britannia from motherfucking Code Geass. Oh, no. Because he has the exact, like, it makes perfect sense for his character because he goes on, like, dramatic speeches about, like, conquer and win. And I'm like, that's fucking Lelouch's voice. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I am gonna double check real fast. Do it. Let, let me see if the if they have like the English voice listed on here. Um, let me see actors. Oh no, it's a different guy. He does a very good impression of him. Then alternate Lelouch. 
alternate Lelouch. Like, it, it, it sounds extremely similar to the point where I was like, is that fucking Lelouch? It, it's not, apparently, but they have... Ex- it was enough to convince me that they were the same person, mm-hmm. even though they weren't. So there you go. Yeah. That gives you an idea. That's basically him. He's like kind of conniving, scheming boy. He's got fucking magenta hair. And Sarah, uh-huh. his bangs go underneath the bridge of his fucking glasses. Yeah. And I was screaming at my screen the entire time. Fix your fucking hair. <laughs> Stuck Get, on in you there. You look like an amateur cosplayer wearing their first wig. It's yeah. probably on backwards. I just wanted to rip that shit off his head and put it on straight. Yeah. It's like, I don't, it's like, you're, you look so fucking stupid, sir. And he's Remove an asshole, your, your, so we your, don't like him. No, we, all my homies hate Ibarra. <laughs> <laughs> and his stupid under eyeglasses hair. And then... The other guy is... How do you... I'm going to let... How the fuck are you going to describe this man? Nagisa. Um, he has, like, white hair and a flowy ponytail. Sarah, and... you know... Sarah, uh-huh. would you like some more cursed... Yes, please. ...comparisons? The So, the only real similarities in appearance they have are the hair, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know... Like, when I was sitting, like, watching this dude's intro, and he's just, like, waxing poetic, because that's, like, how he talks. He just constantly talks in, like, weird Bible metaphors and, like, talking about, like, very philosophical shit. Just, I don't think, I think it would have been a funny gag if he had just had someone around, like, translating everything he was mm, saying into, yes. like, actual plain English. It would have been very funny. Um, but unfortunately, he's not funny. He's just there, and he's very dramatic, and everyone just kind of takes him seriously. Um, the, he has like white hair that's uh-huh. kind of like down a little bit and it's kind of pulled back a little bit and when I saw him I was like he's he kind of just like a little just like a little bit like a teeny tiny bit Xehanort like a little bit yeah so it is Zay- he is Xehanort actually I decided he is yeah, so, I knew you would. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I knew you would right. go with me on this. We have the masters, of Master of Masters and Xehanort in Ensemble Stars. Yep. Welcome um, to our Kingdom Hearts podcast. <laughs> not the first time. Nope, not won't be the last either, most likely. So, Sarah really likes Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I've played the games. They're bizarre, but I like them aesthetically. So, yeah, Xehanort is their leader. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, I'm convinced he's also a time traveler because he's just constantly carrying around, like, fossils and ancient relics. I'm like, is that your friend? And he <laughs> apparently has weird psychic powers because in this episode, Mal just goes off somewhere with uh, Anzu and they stumble upon him and then all of a sudden he's in his like workout clothes and he's dancing in front of this man and he's like how did I get here when did this happen and the man is just (laughs) sitting there polishing his rock he's just sitting there polishing his rocks and I'm like you go guy I guess polishing his rocks is not a euphemism he literally has all these fancy rocks he literally has has like a fucking fossil and he's just petting it like an evil villain would stroke a cat he's just like petting a rock (laughs) Motherfucker, Fucking look at him Xehanort. go. Look at this Xehanort motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, so those that's Adam. Overall, like, Eve was weird, but Adam is definitely weirder. 
He's he just like doesn't belong in this show, no. I don't think. Xehanort like, slash Nagisa is just somewhere else. Yeah, it's like these two are um they they feel like refugees from other properties. Like we've got Xehanort and we've got Lelouch. <laughs> they're just decided to be idols, I guess, and so now they're here and that's Adam. <laughs> um but basically Ma uh uh sorry, Ibarra and Nagisa are like both like, well, you guys, whatever. Uh, Trickstar boys, you're great. This Mal guy, you know, he's really nothing special. Don't know why he's on your team. Leave. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I guess Mal's going to be the one who gets the main character breakdown. Usually that's for characters like uh, Subaru, like your actual main characters. But no, the character that we arguably know the least about gets to have the um oh man maybe he's right maybe i'm not a good idaru mm-hmm. maybe i should just quit now nah, i've resolved my character conflict off screen yep uh and the next day he goes to research more about adam by going to the affiliate school where eve goes to school yep and this was just confusing because, like, they kept throwing names at us, mm-hmm. like, of all the different academies and the the uh, the business partners of the academies. <laughs> and I'm like, can we just have a kit? kit I do not need this. Yep. I just want to watch the boys sing. Uh, next episode picks up where we left off. Mm-hmm. So they're talking to the Eve boys, mm-hmm. and we get some backstory on Nagisa that is not explained by Nagisa. It is explained by other characters telling us about Nagisa, which is this anime's favorite way to give us character backstory, is other characters telling the yep. reader or telling the viewer about the backstory. But Nagisa's backstory... Super fucked up. ...is very fucked up, <laughs> and we just kind of brush it off in the anime, and I'm like, no... No, you can't just say that. You yep. can't just say that he was locked in a basement until he was in middle school and no one knew that he had, like, his dad had a son. Yep. You can't just drop that and not, like, and just push it away, like, like push it off the table like it's nothing immediately. I have to say, go back to that. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. So, yep, that's Xehanort's backstory. Um... <laughs> Like the dad was like this famous businessman, and then after he died, people went down in his basement and found out he had a son who was like ten. And they were like, "Did you know he had a son? I didn't know he had a son. Is he just kept his like very pretty son locked in the basement his whole life? What the fuck?" Yeah, and then it's kind of like I guess Hiori's point in this story is that Nagisa never learned how to like say no or refuse authorities so Hiori is afraid that Nagisa is working underneath someone else's orders to be so mean Mm -hmm. but they don't really go into that no not really and it's like uh, like they bring up the point that he's kind of like emotionally stunted because he was never he was he's like a puppy you have to properly socialize your puppy or else they'll bark at everything they see Mm -hmm. um 
And this, I guess this adult man, well, he's not an adult. I guess he's technically in high school. He looks like 25, but he, sure, he, he's in high he school. He looks like he could be an Udapri. Like, the other he boys like, look young, but he looks like he could be an Udapri. This guy is a refugee from Kingdom Hearts and also Uda no Prince-sama because he's supposed to be in this, high school, but he man, looks 25. This man is what happens when Camus from Udapri gets Norded. <laughs> Every time we mention Udapri, something fucking happens. And in this case, case, Camus got norded. I will throw you guys a bone. If you have never watched Kingdom Hearts, just go watch the Unraveled episode where they talk about all the Kingdom Hearts lore, and then you will understand about the same as everyone else what being norded means. It's 30 minutes. I promise you it is worth every second. Absolutely. (laughs) Just go watch all of Unraveled. It's very good. It's it's very good. And also that episode is actually good because it talks about narrative and storytelling. <laughs> <Hey>. and, <laughs> which is something that you girls are very interested in. It takes it off the rails at the end there, but it's fun. It's good, it's fun, and you'll learn something. Hey. Nagisa got norded and it's fine. <laughs> yep. So but wait, wait, sir, 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 sir. Yes. Is the dad the mystery dead dad that we never see, is that the actual Xehanort? And yes. then Nagisa is Terranort. Yes. Absolutely. That's <laughs> how evil fuck. he is. We've cracked it! <laughs> we figured it out. Now we've, we've cracked the crossover! <laughs> now we know how to describe Nagisa. <laughs> Terranort. I'm Illuminati can fucking burn! <laughs> and by Terranort, we mean Camusnort, because I feel like Camusnort. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because Camus from Udapri, go listen to our Udapri episodes and go watch Unraveled and maybe play Kingdom Hearts. There's a lot there. <laughs> that's the Idle Days Extended Universe. Yeah, we should make like a diagram of that, the Idle Days Extended Universe. If you want to understand Ensemble Stars, you have to watch Udapri play Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh, definitely Code Geass. That one's important. Defin- yeah, you got to go watch Code Geass, but only the first season because the second season is like, what the fuck ever. Uh, okay. I stopped caring about Code Geass <laughs> once I stopped going to school. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome to my Code Geass podcast. I forgot where we were, but essentially... They did Nagisa's backstory. Yes, they did Nagisa's backstory. And then they're like, wow, so the Adam guys, they're probably, like, super evil and trying to, like, thwart us from being, like, a good group. And that's why they were attacking Mao. So we need to just, like, stand together and text each other with code. Yeah, so, like, the, the Adam guys, like, got them hotels in the town that they're staying in. And then Aichi, the student council president, mansplain, manipulate, blonde boy, is like, nah, we're going to get you guys, like, your own hotel because they probably have cameras and shit set up so they can spy on you. And then Ibarra's like, God damn it, why didn't they stay at my hotel? I was going to manipulate and spy on them. <laughs> Fuck. <Yep. laughs> it's like, that's a little on the nose, but all right, I'll give it to you. I can see him doing that totally. Um, also, they're all, like, not rehearsing and practicing at the same time, and they're very aware, like, oh, they are s- separating us so we don't do as good at this concert that's happening later. Yeah, it's like, they're trying to weaken us, but little do they know that we are good boys. And then, 
in order to help them out, Anzu oh, does something, and she uh-huh. brings home Hokuto's dad. Yeah, who is there for, like, five seconds. He looks 25 tops. He looks younger than Nagisa. <laughs> uh, and he also is a famous idol. He gets excited about Subaru because I guess he was friends with Subaru's dad, who was also a famous mm-hmm. idol. Um, Put a pin in Subaru's dad because he comes up a handful of yes. times. He's not going to be super important until the very end, but we have like a teensy bit of foreshadowing about Subaru's dad was an idol. That's all you need to know yes. for right now. And I want a dad anime. I feel like we're just going back to the we need we need more old people anime. Yeah, wh- there's one coming out. There's yeah. like the, the middle-aged Geidel show that's supposed to be coming out soon or is airing now. And I'm like, give me, give it to me. Give us the daddy idols. I'm not <laughs> Sarah, no. You can't say these words. I have <laughs> cursed her show there. once again. You, listen, we take turns placing curses upon our listeners. And, like, I was the one who made the Griffin McElroy reference last episode, so now it's your turn. Yep, there we and go. And you've brought us Idle Daddy. <laughs> hate that. <laughs> go on, anyway. Um, but anyways, they're like, hey, Hokuta's daddy, could you come and help us out? <laughs> Uh, we want to... Zara was drinking water, <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> I thought you were going to talk for a minute, so I had a chance to I drink was. my water. And as soon as I put water in my mouth, you were like, hey, Hokuto, daddy, no! And they're like, hey, uh, can you help us out? Even though this is technically not a competition, uh, in our heads it is, and we want to draw a bigger crowd than Adam. So they go and they perform, and they also all, like, encourage Mal, like, you are good enough, basically. Yeah, he he gets over it off screen. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And they have their performance. Uh, It's the song Breakthrough. They have new outfits just for this one yeah, song. Yeah, they do. It's like little kind of prince-ish looking. I actually like these outfits a lot. Yeah, I think they're very cute. I feel like I like a lot of the ensemble stars' outfits. Yeah, they have a lot of really good outfits. Good outfit like, designs. I, I love. I like. I love these ones. I love the Valkyrie outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? The the Fine fucking love Fine's outfits. They're like mostly white and teal. It's very pretty. Also, even though they're fluff episodes, the Tanabata Festival, and later there's yes! Halloween fluff, and all of them are really good. <laughs> All the outfits in the show are so fucking good, and yet we have a podcast, so we can't show you pictures. Use your uh, brain to imagine the best idol outfits ever. and Use your brain to Google the <laughs> Ensemble Stars character wiki and hey. look at all the cute outfits with us. And then Nagis is watching Trickstar perform, and he's like, those Trickstars really are revolutionaries. Uh, how would he even know? How would he fucking know about any of You don't even go here! And then he's like, He well, doesn't even go here! And then he's like, well, I want to break the script today and sing, because you know who really inspired me was Subaru's dad. Dad! <laughs> Uh. <laughs> and they don't explain how 
don't know Yusa has any connection to Subaru's dad, but... No, never ever at all. Um, but they start singing. Uh, their song is titled The Beast of the End. And all of Adam and Eve's songs are, again, very biblical and a little extreme for high school idols. Yeah, and also, can, can we talk about the animation on this Adam song? Yeah. Because they, uh, they ran out of money mid-season. <laughs> Though, I, I mean, I'll argue, uh, a few episodes ago, the Knights uh, concert also didn't oh. look very good. <laughs> Bold of you to assume I actually, like, paid attention to Knights. <laughs> there you Ayo, go. Oh, sick burn! <laughs> Don't care about your unit, sorry! Yeah, I feel like, uh, at least, though, mid-season two, uh, they are low render quality yeah, <laughs> lots of like, static like, it's so weird because like they have enough in the budget to make the characters move like a little bit and do like the the hand gestures and they put a lot of money and time into the the looping billowing of the hair and clothes but no lip sync at all mm-hmm so I have to assume that maybe they're just lip syncing badly. They're losing lip sync for your life. Mm-hmm. Very, very, like, they they got thrown out of the first round of lip sync for your life, and they haven't improved since then. So on to more filler. <laughs> Let's go! Random Halloween episode! Yeah, um, it's Halloween. Uh, basically, it's just like... There's the vampire boy, but then I guess he also has a brother. His brother is in Knights. Yeah, and they have some some family issues, and we we learn about um, God, he's my favorite character. What's his fucking name? Um, Ray. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> we learn about Ray's backstory by other people telling us about Ray's backstory because that's the only way that this show knows how to do like character development is to have other characters tell us to our face about what these characters' backstories are and how other characters feel. Um, And then, like, Ritsu is the younger brother of Rei. They're both sort of vampire boys. But Ritsu doesn't want to be too much like his older brother because I guess he he expositions at some point that his older brother abandoned him, but I don't know what they're referencing. No, I thought it was just me. Sorry, I thought it was just me and I was stupid and I was missing something. They never explain what happened between these two boys and I got so fucking lost. And I'm like, what what is he talking, abandoned you? What what is he talking about? What are you talking about, my son? And you expect them to cover it? We will never care about these characters again. No, but I guess the the brothers get along. Um, there is a very cute song towards the end. It's like Twink singing with Undead in the background. It's very cute. Yeah, and they're like chucking candy at the audience, and it's cute. But, and like... again, all the outfits are good, all the songs are good. It's just it's, uh-huh. it's... we're like at the end of the last season of this anime, and it's half <laughs> like like literally. Hang on, hang on. 
Okay, so the first episode was filler. That's one. Mm-hmm. I would argue that two and like like okay, would you consider the Tanabata festivals also filler? Yeah, yeah. So that's three total so far already. Um, there's the summer break episode that was only half filler because of like the the other boys mm-hmm. dance off. So we'll call two four and five. We'll call that together as one episode of filler. So that's at four. Um, then episode six is entirely filler mm-hmm. um, because that's the nights episode. And then we get two episodes of actual plot. And then we get the Halloween episode. By episode nine, we have had seven episodes of filler. (laughs) So salty. Seven. So much salt in our food. And in our podcast. Seven (laughs) out of nine episodes so far. No, wait. I I, I don't know how to count. It's six. Six episodes out of nine. Is fucking filler about units that are do not forward the plot, do not matter to the story as a whole. They're just salt in the soup. Mm-hmm. They're cheese. Uh, it's a it's a mountain <laughs> of cheese on top of your pasta. It's rice. It's rice in the bowl. on top. It's the rice on top of all the meat that you were supposed to get in your meat bowl. You have one episode of meat. Yep. I guess I guess it's closer to three, but you have like three pieces of meat and just like a mountain of rice. And, like, I know Love Live Hanayo reference insert here, but come on. Come on, anime. God, it's too much. So next episode, I guess, is arguably, I guess... More filler. Yeah, there's some tiny, tiny bit of plot that happens, but... Sarah, no, this episode made me so angry. (laughs) Yeah, I'm about to go on a tear. (laughs) It's Christmas time. Christmas time is here. Time for H.E. Mansplain Manipulate Blonde Boy to have a very not straight dream sequence oh, yeah. about flying over the city with Hebe And it's like Star also had that dream. Shut up. Yeah, you're not wrong, but also shut up. <laughs> but yeah, and so like this is kind of a Fine episode, but also it's not. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm I'm about to go I'm about to fucking rage Sarah I'm I'm I would you would you please allow me a moment to rage Oh yes please do I'm so excited Do you know what I'm raging about Sarah Uh there are multiple things you could be raging about so I'm excited to hear <laughs> Looking for Okay so um intro I would like to rage Um the main plot quote unquote plot of this filler episode is that um, they're having like this Starlight Festival, which one good name because it has my name in it, mm-hmm. but also um, Hokuto goes to talk to a chief student p- council president, and he's like, "Hey, Trickstar is giving up our right to be the student representatives for the big SS festival coming up." And the first time I watched this my brain just kind of glazed over that because it's like two lines of dialogue. Mm -hmm. And I was so confused for the rest of the anime because of it. (laughs) I was like, wait, why? Why? Why did they do this? And he says like, me and all of Trickstar agreed that we are going to give up our right to be the representatives at the SS and then we're going to have another competition. And if we win this competition, then we will be the representatives. And I am so fucking mad. 
mm-hmm. because we, the viewers, find out that they're doing this the moment that it comes up. There is no lead up to them doing this at all. You spent six episodes worth of filler, just bullshit carbohydrates in this, ep- in like this second half of this anime, just with random bullshit. You could have been dropping shit about Trickstar this entire time. Cause like, if you think back to the end of the first season, they only won on a technicality. Mm-hmm. They didn't win. So like this makes sense but it just comes out of nowhere and hits you like a fucking truck with no lead up wouldn't that be like a great running plot point for the entire second season would have been (laughs) and they instead of doing that and actually having like some cool i'm imagining a better anime that would have had like them leading up to this like Mm -hmm. like er slightly early like mid-season climax in episode 10 but still like pre-climax name it something else but <laughs> the penultimate episode penultimate climax yes where like we like they've been like like there's been murmurs that this was going to happen like the entire time it's like yeah trickstar is great we love trickstar but then like after they like quote unquote lose to eve and adam they're like are we sure that we should have won on that technicality? Maybe we shouldn't be the ones representing mm-hmm. the school. Maybe we need to like really f- like serve up like our best weight. We, we need to come improve. We, we as Trickstar need to improve if we want to represent the school and then they can have this like actual conversation. Maybe we shouldn't be the school representatives. If we want our school to win at the SS, maybe we shouldn't, maybe we should have another competition with all the groups in the school, because that's what ends up happening in this episode. Um, to like really firm up that we are the ones who are supposed to be there. And then we can go into the penultimate episode where they actually have the SS competition. And then they've like renewed their confidence in themselves. This could be like Mao's whole character thing didn't need Mm -hmm. to be resolved off screen. We could have had that. Like they could have all had like a slight crisis of faith and like gone through that in their own different ways. And we get... Six episodes of fucking filler. Yep. And then Hokuto just saying out of nowhere, Trickstar talked about it, and we're going to have another competition to make sure that we are the ones who get to represent the school. I am so angry. <laughs> yep. And on top of that, um, in this episode, uh, the only concert you see is not Trickstar. <laughs> it's not even Trickstar! It's fucking nice. Night! And Valkyrie has drama. We get Valkyrie drama in episode 10. I forgot they existed. And then they're here and we get another fucking Knights performance. We don't even see Trickstar perform even though they win. They win the contest. We didn't get to see them perform. I'm so angry. I think this might legitimately be the angriest I've been since the fucking Idolish 7 season 3 bullshit with Yamato and his dad and we never get to see that fight. I'm so angry. It was right there in front of you, show. Imagine writing a good show. I'm so (laughs) angry. So, basically, we don't see anything (sighs) and this just turns into there being too many boys and no focus and unnecessary because in the end it's just the same as where we left off hocus pocus this show has no focus if you understand that reference thank you for having good taste in media uh so Uh, next episode 
is our finale duo episodes where it is time yeah. for the SS Festival. Yep. They have like just like some pre idol show or pre SS festival. They have like some interviews, a little talk show that we only get to see a little bit. Yeah, of. the only thing that's important on there is that people, specifically Nagisa, brings up Subaru's dad and Subaru being like, "I'm a different person than my dad," and you're like, mm-hmm. "Cool." I cool. I don't take anything that's mentioned as something that'll happen later, but this one does. This one, yeah, no, for real. Um. There's one shot in here that I love, and I actually screen capped, and I'm gonna. I I I didn't send it to you already, did I? I no. Um, it's on my iPad. There's a very funny animation error in here that made me laugh. Oh, I'm so um, excited. So, so Nagisa Zayanort, um, Terranort, I guess. Um, there, he's sitting on a couch, and then at one point we see him stand up, and then in the next shot. Um, it only looks like he, it looks like he stood up, but he's still standing, like, a f- hit on his knees, because he is very short. Oh, um, no! He stands up, and we don't, he, he's, he's, he looks like he's four feet tall, and I just sent you a screenshot, and he just looks so short. <gasps> <gasps> Our tiny boy! <laughs> I love Look at him! him. He's so short, sh- sh- we stand a short king, anyway. <laughs> yes, bless! But, like, he stands up, and you, you see, like, he, you get a shot from behind the couch of, like, his ass rising up over the back of the couch as he stands up, and it only goes up about, like, six inches. And then we cut to the front, and it literally, like, we only see him from the waist up, but we see the other two boys behind him on the couch, and we see him gesturing. And it's like they just really, really wanted to get both of these other boys in the shot, and so they put him a foot and a half into the floor. He looks like he's standing on his knees. Again, we only see him from the waist up, but he is so fucking. If if he looks like a D and D dwarf, <laughs> I'm so happy. He's like he's, he's standing in a box in the floor. Um, so it's very funny. I guess that after this, uh, they just keep going back to training. Um, there's a point- no, they don't, Sarah. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> we have to talk about the mall bullshit. Right, they go to a mall <laughs> because at the mall. Eden is performing at the mall. And I say they go to the mall, but only Makoto and And the Mao guy who kidnapped him. Are there. Yeah, the guy who kidnapped him and Vampire Boy's brother. Those are the guys who are there. Yeah, those are the four who are there. And then um, Ibarra Lelouch shows up and he's like, what's up, Trickstar? Or at least <laughs> half of them. Hey, uh, we're performing and we challenge you to a performance. Do a performance like right now. I know they're only happy your units here, but get on the stage and perform with us right now. And then they get on stage with these other two boys and then we do not see them perform. Yes, so that happens. Meanwhile, I'm so imagine writing a good show where we see things. Meanwhile, back at the school, Hokuto has found a safe. I'm so why? <laughs> we all why? know why now was the time for him to go digging, but he found a safe. He found a safe, and it's a puzzle safe, and Hibiki's also there, and there's a flash drive in the safe, and we don't find out what's in the flash drive until later. We don't under we don't ne- we never find out why this flash drive is here, why Hokuto know about it. Yeah. Or... I guess we find out in the next episode that like it belonged to Hokuto's dad, and it's just his dossier of people who are shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's dumb. Yep. And there's a flash drive. Forget it. Throw it in the trash. It doesn't matter. Um, 
So... Now it's time for the SS for real, though. Yes, it's time for the SS for real. And can I can I sidebar to talk about something else confusing yes. that I don't understand about their world building? So there's a line in here that apparently... So this is winter. This is like the end of the year. Um, and so Eden has had like the summer live, the autumn live, and they've been apparently just calling the SS the winter live. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't been calling it SS. We only know this because Trickstar tells us. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've apparently been calling it the winter live. And Subaru says they should just call it the SS because that's what our school has called it for years. And I thought... Based on those two episodes of flashbacks we got last year, I thought that the whole Dreamfest system was created six months ago. Mm-hmm. So that's or, weird. I, I guess so like a year if ago. It helps, uh, the non-dubbed version uh, explains it as um, it's traditionally called the SS, but uh, because the other academy is like the promo people this year or whatever. They're calling mm-hmm. it the Winterfest just so it follows the other academies thing. And then Subaru's like, like, we should call it what everyone calls it. Yeah, I mean... They don't yeah, talk that... about their school's connection to it in the original. Yeah, it's like, what... But, like, the SS is a thing put on by the academy, or isn't it? It sounded like it was put on by the academy that Eden goes to. But, like, the, the Dream Fests exist at the main character's academy. But apparently this one is super special because it involves even people from outside the school. And by even people from outside the school, I mean Adam, and that's the only other ones that we see. <laughs> yep. There's implied to be others. We literally never no idea. fucking see them. Nope, no never idea. Never see them. Never. Um, I guess, like, the conclusion I came from this is that maybe... Like, the dream fests had been happening since before Mansplain Manipulate um, Student Council President changed the system and added points to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the dream fests have always been a thing, but they, he just changed the way that worked. That's how I have to assume yeah. they mean it to work, because any other way makes no they sense. They only explain the game mechanics that don't matter. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, I am so confused about the way those world works. Um, anyways, uh, during this episode, when it's SS time, there's, like, prelims and semifinals and all that, um... And we literally never see anybody except for Trickstar or, um, Adam. Like, we never even get a hint that anybody else is performing. Uh, and during the whole time, Lelouch guy is just, like, looking at cameras and acting suspicious, so you're like, oh, something's being led up there, but it's a red herring, (laughs) we find out later. Mm. Yeah, he also gets a sad, tragic orphan backstory this episode to establish that he's um, his motivation for being a competitive sneaky butthole. Um, push that off the table. It never comes up again. We don't care. Yes. Because it turns out that he's not the villain. The villain is the boogeyman of the idol industry, Sarah. Yes. Uh, and the way <sighs> it manifests uh, is that Trickstar is about to go on stage. Um, by the way, they get finale outfits. I like them. What do you think, Star? I think they're cute. I think they might be a little busy, but I think they're cute. Yeah, they're pretty. They're like multicolored, like very like all bright, vibrant colors. They can be a little mm-hmm. clashy, but I think it works for them. Yeah. 
Um, and they were made by Anzu again. <laughs> so good job. Again. No, no. I would like to point out that if Anzu made these, she found out how to sew sequin fabric. <laughs> As someone who has made not one, but two Idolmaster costumes with the fucking confetti dot sequin outfits, I know at least some other people who listen to our podcast know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, apparently, uh, she, a novice seamstress, figured out how to work with this fabric and was able to make a fucking outfit with this fabric. Well, Four outfits with this when fabric. When you think about it, though, Start, she didn't do anything last season, so maybe she was just so... <laughs> She she bought these outfits off of AliExpress, yes. <laughs> um, and then Trickstar goes on stage to perform. And something happens. A murder. <laughs> <laughs> a murder most foul. But uh, a past murder. A murder that happened like 20 years ago. Or not 20, 20 is too long. Like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's time to talk about murder. Because yes. apparently Subaru's dad was accused of murder. And died in prison. Yes. So it's revealed to us at the same time as everyone else, which is they're on stage. And then all of a sudden the lights go out and a projector comes on. And it's like this idol committed a horrible crime and his son is committing the same crime. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, oh, no, it's Hokuto who murdered the principal, not Subaru. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the uh, the dub version that I watched did not subtitle the text, so I just kind of had to guess what it said. Oh, I see. It's just, just like, oh, they're accusing him of something. I wish I knew, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we cut straight to episode 12, and um, we don't see the opening this episode, so you know it's dramatic. So dramatic. Um, so apparently what happened is that Subaru's dad was a very famous idol, and apparently at one point, a fan jumped on stage to hug Subaru's dad, but then stuff got crazy and the fan fell off the stage and died. Mm-hmm. And so the dad was accused of murder. And then during the investigation, a, he got accused of a bunch of other really shitty shit. He got arrested and then died in prison. Yeah. <laughs> and, which is pretty fucked up that we're only hearing about this in the last episode. Yeah, and I guess it's relatively well known that this happened to this idol guy. Like, it's not necessarily hidden. And mm-hmm. the common consensus is, like, this guy's a murderer and a horrible person. Yeah, which is wild that it's treated like such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And like It's treated like such a twist, but it's only a twist to the audience. Because mm-hmm. I guess it's... at most, they're the only ones who don't know Subaru has a connection. But yeah. Yeah. It's only, and when I say the audience, I mean us watching the show. (laughs) Because, like, it's only a twist to us. They imply that, like, just this is kind of common knowledge amongst the idol world that just this happened. I guess, like, newer idol fans who are just fans of Trickstar, like, wouldn't know about this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a twist to them. But, like, also, we could have been foreshadowing this. Yep. They, they, like, foreshadow it a little bit, but they don't do a very good job because it's just Subaru talking about how great of a guy his dad was. We don't get anything else. Which we might have gotten if we had more episodes about Trickstar. If we didn't have six (laughs) filler episodes! Um, I'm gonna scream into a pillow. Basically, Super Sentai boys come take care of Subaru. Other boys go and they go to talk to Eden because Hokuto is like, yo, like, I know that Eden seems like the first subject, but this is too far even for them. It shouldn't be. 
It's like they wanted these characters to be antagonists, but they were cowards. They did not commit. Because they didn't want people to hate these boys. It's like, these are the villains, but we're not actually going to make them the villains. They're antagonists, but they're not villains. Because we're going to make the villains just some fucking random executives from the idol industry at large who are just fucking around with these high school kids for kicks. We never meet the mm-hmm. actual people behind this. We never learn why. <gasps> but this we is nev- the real revolution. You gotta take down the man. <laughs> I wish, Sarah, I wish. <laughs> that would have been interesting. But no. Yeah, see, that would be the thing. Is I, I would not have minded us not seeing the evil idol industry or like the bad guys being, you know, just the system. I don't mind that mm-hmm. if they ever implied it was a problem before. If they ever implied it was a problem before. Like, people could argue that maybe it was implied, like, very, very subtly. It was too subtle. <laughs> and it was impossible to see. Like, oh my god. Putting a grain of putting a grain of sand into a bowl of filler rice does not foreshadowing make. It's bullshit. So we gave it away. Uh, it wasn't Eden who did this. It was the man. Yeah, and you know it would have made. It's the man, but isn't it also people from their school? Why would it be people from the school? From 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 the rival school. That, that Eden goes to. Because I think they said that, like, it's rent. That would have made more sense. So that's what I thought it was. It's like oh, they really no. want Eden to win. And so they're fucking with the competition. But, like, that would have made sense. That would have made so, a lot of sense. So what I, what I got um, with previous episodes is that Eden is owned by, like, a big, um, by Cosmos, which is, like, this big label. And it was the mm-hmm. people from Cosmos that did it. Okay, yeah, because, like, I I could have believed that it, like, I don't know, it's like they're in a school, but also they're in an agency. It was too complicated, and there was too many names thrown around, and I didn't get it, and it was, it was a messy show. But in the end, uh, they took off, took out the man because all of the idol boys have these big connections, and apparently better connections than their parents could have done, I guess, back then. I guess, yeah, I don't. They win because they're the goodest boys. And then they do the finale songs. Before uh, Trickstar uh, Eden goes, uh, their song is called The Genesis. It's a pretty cool song. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. hip gyrations in the animation. You're, they're the edgy boys this season. Edgy boys, yeah, they've just got like a big globe behind them. But <laughs> just it's like an orb. a globe of our darkness. Just an orb. <laughs> it's just an orb. Uh, we worship the orb. We stand the orb. <laughs> <laughs> and then Subaru goes on stage. Uh, and before he they perform, he tells everyone what happened. Uh, the executives get arrested. Uh, he tells a teary confession, and then just that's done. 
And he's like, even though all this happened, I'm not ashamed of my dad and I'm proud to be an idol myself. And it was sweet, but it would have been sweeter <laughs> if we knew more about if him. If we had more lead up to it. And <laughs> yeah. Because like, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm sitting here thinking about it. The only foreshadowing we really have of Subaru's dad is that it, he is mentioned a handful of times. We know that Subaru loves him and we see like shots of him dancing like dramatically in the in the starlight mm -hmm. a handful of times but like we just see we see him as how Subaru sees him which is like just this flawless individual and then we find out that oh he was actually kind of a piece of shit and like that would have you could have played around with that yeah. a lot you could have played with that a lot and you didn't and you just you just buried it under rice and salt and ice <laughs> and whatever the fuck other cheese. food metaphors we mean cheese. Yeah. <laughs> you buried it under all of this useless filler. Uh, and then Trickstar performs. Uh, their so next song is called Infinite Star. Thank you for They do so good. They fly. So good job. <laughs> good job, boys. They did good. We know that once you ascend, uh, that means you won. Yeah. Oh, wait, Sarah. Uh-huh. Are the boys based off of biblical references, the Eden boys, because they 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 fell from heaven and then oh. the, the Trickstar boys ascended, so they fly? Oh. Sure. <laughs> I'll take anything. <laughs> Why not? It's like, yep, not even gonna. Yep. The, the only, the only real backstory I know is true here is Camus snort, and that's all I got. <laughs> Camus snort. I can't believe that shit. Uh, but in the end. Trickstar wins SS. And no one was surprised. And you know Yay. who we have to thank the most for all of this? Anzu! She did everything! Thank you, Anzu, for being in the background sometimes. We couldn't have done this without you. I'm so angry. And then they're like, for our encore... Everybody, you know this one, and then they sing the original OP, the end. Which is honestly cute. It's very way. cute. <laughs> very cute but like it's like is that allowed it's also funny because all the like the units from their school are there and eden is there but like it is implied there are other idol groups but they're not allowed on stage. they're not allowed they're not <laughs> fucking allowed to be in this anime no <laughs> fuck you that was ensemble stars part two yep
Um, yeah, it was a short episode because it was all filler. It was all filler. It was so much filler. All filler. And, like, I feel like you feel the same way, Star. Like, I like a lot of the characters. And I like I the do. songs. And I like the outfits. But I don't like how the anime put it together. No, I just, it's a, it, I, I'm, I'm fully on the train that you started last time of it they made it weird and wonky on purpose to get people to play the mobile game Mm -hmm. i feel like that has to be what they were doing because no it doesn't make sense otherwise why would you do it so bad yeah and it like there are many animes based off of mobile games but Mm -hmm. they don't usually go like line by line like this at least i'm assuming maybe it's not like that but it feels like it like I, I was so I actually um, I asked about this in our Discord. Like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, what shows do you guys want us to cover next? And my my secret motivation behind that was that um after I finished taking notes on this show this morning before we recorded, um I was going through our just idle anime spreadsheet of shows that we want to watch in the future, like just all the idle anime that we know of, and mm-hmm. I was like going through like trying to figure out like because we've got some holes coming up in our schedule that we need to figure out what we're gonna watch, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, well, what should we watch? What what else is on this list? And like every single one I clicked on, there was a mobile game act- applicate or a mobile game adaptation. It was just like even worse ratings oh, than no. this one. <laughs> It's just, it was, it was miserable looking oh no. at some of the reviews for some of these shows. And I'm like, I don't want to watch another bad show. I want to watch a good show. Hey, Discord, what do you want us to watch? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> some of the ones that people said are already on our schedule that we're going to be doing here in like the next year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least like in the year 2022, they will be happening. They're already on our schedule. Um, but I was just like, try- we have like a gap episode where it's like, we, we know what the next two episodes are and then we're not sure. And then Summer of Love Live. Yeah. Um, soon. And I was like, what do we want to watch? What do we want to watch? And I'm like, I don't want to watch another bad show. I could watch another bad show, but I don't want to watch another bad show. I'm, still, I'm burnt out from bad shows. <laughs> we need some good shows. I need some good. I finally some good fucking food. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I'm. I'm sincerely sorry to the to the OnStars fandom because like again I wanted to love this show. I want like I'm sure that Sarah wanted to love mm-hmm. this show. We both wanted to love this show, but it's not a good show and that's dis- I I imagine that's disappointing for the fandom as well. Mhm. Cuz like if you love something and then it gets a bad adaptation, then you're just a fandom with a bad adaptation and that sucks. Yeah. And then you either defend it or you genuinely think it's very good because you can't see the flaws in it. And I'm a big proponent of you can love something and still acknowledge that there are flaws. Like, I fucking love Idolmaster. It's not a very good show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would not recommend it to most people. <laughs> but, like, I love it. I love it for what it is. You can love something that's not good and you don't have to lie. Li- lie you don't have to say you don't have to think it's the best thing in the world to love it Mm -hmm. and i just i don't know where i was going with this i just it's it's sad because like i had high hopes for this one and i wanted to be entertained and i mean i guess i felt some things but i feel like it was just all i'm gonna take from this show is boys were cute wish the anime was better um bad adaptation of what's probably a pretty good mobile game yeah and it's kind of what we also said before is some of what makes it worse is like you could see the places where there were potential. Mm-hmm, like you could you mm-hmm. could see, and it seems 
at least from our perspective, it seems so clear at least what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> at least take out the filler Halloween episode towards the end of your second <laughs> season, right? Yeah, like, I, I legitimately, like, listen, if people are interested in this, absolutely tell us, because I would honestly love to just do, like, a mini episode where we just, like, fully rewrite this show. Mm-hmm. Or like any of the other quote-unquote bad shows that we've watched. Mm-hmm. Like, don't make me do Gekidol. I will combust. <laughs> but that would be like, a puzzle. Like, I, I feel like this show has a lot of potential. It just needed some more mm-hmm. time in the writer's room and less crunch and less filler. And I feel like there's some genuinely very good bones here to make it pretty interesting. And you spent so much time making us care about characters and then pushing them off the desk because they don't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. I would genuinely love to just like do some homework and outline a way that this show could be made like much more successful by not following 100% of what the mobile game did. Exactly. Or like if you do want to follow the mobile game, you can still have the plot points of like the the whole revolution of the first school right but remember Mm -hmm. that was like a largely resolved by episode four like you could have the plot (laughs) points but you could draw them out a little bit give us a little bit more time yeah (laughs) (laughs) just like both slow down and speed up at the same time exactly like slow down on the main plot speed through the filler more Mm -hmm. it's a weird show i know your best boys who are uh, Ray, Mama, and uh, Nagi, <laughs> Nagi Idolish Seven? <laughs> Nagi Idolish Seven Blue Form. And you know, I have my my sons. You have your four sons. I have my little rabbit boys. Yep, you're gonna take care of them. Put them in a nice little hutch. Lots of I'll feed them the leafy greens. They get the eaten. Leafy gr- oh God, no, Yamato! It's <laughs> <laughs> devoured by do my not, boys. Do not encourage Idolish cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> that's what season that's what season 12 of Eilish 7 is called by the way Eilish cannibalism all that it goes to a dark place I, can, I mean I can see it happening <laughs> where's my idol survivor plotline so star do you want to give hints on our next few episodes yeah, I mean, I think we've kind of hinted at it a little bit. I am doing a more recent show that I think is, from what I could tell, it's pretty standard idol fare, but it looked cute and I wanted to watch it. And I'm doing something idol adjacent, but uh, it's commonly mentioned in idol circles, so it's mm-hmm. not really going to be a surprise, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be like super out there or anything. It's like, yeah, this makes sense for this podcast. It's idol adjacent, but most idol fans... know about the show yeah (laughs) he's like you at least know about it you know it exists it's more idols than given i would argue (laughs) well it depends on what part of idols you're taking (laughs) the black sheep of our podcast (laughs) who though drummer boy is you know again this i think we mentioned this in our given episode but he's also the voice of nagi idolish seven oh shit yeah (laughs) illuminati confirmed (laughs) so he's allowed confirmed um, God, I cannot fucking believe that the best that the <laughs> best voice actor voices the worst character. Wayo. Womp. Womp womp. He's got the range. But not the worst character in Ensemble Stars or Idolish 7. We're talking about worst character in Given. Uh, fucking suck boy. It was fucking fuck boy. Fuck boy. Hate him. Hate his ass. <laughs> Be gone. Anyway. So if people want to find us on the internet, Star, where can they find us? 
We've got a website, wow. idolluminati.net or um, idoldays.card.co. That's card with two R's. Um, and then if you go on our website, we've got like links to all of our episodes. We've got a list of episodes. We've got some bios. We've got old art. We've got new art. We've got a link to our Discord, which you should totally join and talk to us. And occasionally we might take your suggestions for which shows we want to watch in the future. If you want to interact with us even more, uh, Sarah, where can they find us on social media? We are on Twitter and Instagram at at IdleDaysPod. That's at I-D-O-L-D-A-Y-S-P-O-D. Also, at the end of this month, Star is having a table at Momocon Artist Alley. So if you want more information on which table she is at and where to find us and maybe pick up an Idle Days business card if we have them, if I haven't given them all out. <laughs> we should still have some, but maybe <laughs> not by the end of the con. We're running low. <laughs> you can probably find information on our social media also. Keep up with us on Twitter. If you're going to be at MomoCon, we would love to see your beautiful smiling faces at our booth. I say our booth. It's my booth, but Sarah will also be there. And also, we have a panel Yes, we do! The Sunday of Momocon. <laughs> I almost forgot that part. Yeah, we're doing Idle Days live at Momocon. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fucking rad. Um, so you should come. It's like Sunday at 11, right? 11.30 Sunday, at least currently. I think it's room 202. I could be wrong. We'll keep you guys posted on our socials. Yes, there'll be information somewhere else. Uh, it's similar to the online uh, Idle Days uh, Idle quiz that we've done before, but we have revamped it for MomoCon. So something new. Well, thank you for listening to us be very mean about a show for an app for like two hours. But we like the boys. We like the boys, hate the show, but <laughs> get these boys to a better writing team. Yeah. Stat. <laughs> anyway, this has been Idle Days. We've, We've been, been Lady. lady. See, See you next, next live. live. Bye. Bye.